Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. the basement no longer alone with my homegirl Therese on the microphone music politics are just chatting it up brunch in the basement see that's what's up you never know who might run through legendary artists or someone brand new you miss a lot when you miss one day at least that's what I heard somebody say but it doesn't really matter what whoever says it's always a good show with Javon and Therese yeah Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Let's see who we got today or what we doing today or whatever it is, it's going to be good. Woo!
And if we can't say a word, well, that way, yes, I have. I love you all so much. We love you too, Miss Ann. <laughs> you trying to knock me wow. out. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much.
you're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese.
Yes, yes, yes. So that right there was uh, Barbara Tucker. And uh, this right here is an intro. Little thing that I had made up for the hostess with the mostess. Therese. If there's no checks and balances, if the 
if the president of the United States does not have to answer to Congress, right? Okay. And if, if it stays this way now and foreign entities are able to dictate who's going to be the president and the president has Congress in its pocket and and the Supreme Court in its pocket, then we're no longer a democracy. We become a dictatorship. Correct. And Alabama's doing this intentionally. They know that some of the stuff that they're saying here is is outrageous and, and is just plain wrong. But look at what they're saying. Look at look at the outrageous thing that they're choosing to attack. It's it's your right to choose what you can do with your body. Not only not only the abortion issue itself, but if you miscarry, you're forced to have that embryo replanted into your body. What? Crazy. Yeah, it was just all this. Oh, God, Rachel Maddow, God bless you. Just listening to this stuff. Um, and there's another thing about rape. If you accuse someone of rape, unjustly, then you go to jail or you have to pay the person that you accused of rape. So let's just say you get raped and you go to court and the court doesn't find in your favor. Then you have to pay the guy that raped you for bringing him to court. Well, so what, yeah. what I'm saying is if you're a woman in Alabama, <laughs> yo, I, I, this is just, this is, all of this is outrageous. And, and I doubt that, I pray that it, we, this, we can't be that crazy of a country to allow that. I mean, it, they know that this is going to go up to the Supreme Court. And what they're hoping for is to overturn Roe versus Way. You know, they, they just mm. want to. If they can get that overturned, they'll be happy with that. But they're 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 asking for like extra crazy stuff, but just that they could think like that. Right. It, I mean, it, it, yo, it, uh, yo, I'm I'm like yo, hands up. I I don't know. I just want to quickly give a shout out to Aaron Frazier, Sonia Moore who are watching the live. Um, Alicia Patterson said that I was the first one she saw do this. Get a girl in the basement. Yeah, I was doing this for years, and now a lot of people are, are, are catching on and having podcasts, and God bless everybody. Good luck to everybody. It it It's a grind if you're serious about it. It's a lot of work. Um, Georgia, she says, Georgia is crazy, too pandemonium, science fiction. Yeah, there's like a, a whole bunch of things. They they came up with a procedure to, to re-insert um, the embryo that doesn't even exist. That it, it was just, I was like, what the hell? Um, Alicia says science is- fiction it is. And Gina just joined us. Gina Jacqueline Haynes Proctor. How you doing, darling? So yeah, I just had to just say what was on my mind about that. Yeah, it's nuts. Completely nuts. 
And I just don't understand how anybody is going to make a decision about um, what you do with your body, you know. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, you first, and, you know, how hard certain groups fought for the the idea of birth control, which means that, okay, say you're having um, relations, if you will, with your partner and you don't want to have a baby. And they were trying to rule out the idea that you were even allowed to have birth control in a marriage at that, you know. So it's almost like taking away a woman's right to decide whether or not what she wants to do with her body. And I don't think the covenant of marriage should cover your personal, your personal protections for yourself. I just don't think that does. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that does under the eye of any religion, meaning all of a sudden now, now I understand, you know, there's part of me that thinks, okay, if you, if you are um, in a, in a marriage and you are pregnant, um, okay, I don't, personally, I don't think that you should make a decision without your husband's understanding and, you know, but the idea of his consent, you know, is an interesting one. Um, and also, if a woman does not want to have a baby, and, you know, that may be grounds if, if the husband does want to have a baby, that you possibly don't need to be married then if that's the point. But the idea that you can you cannot get access to what you may need um, based on whatever occurs with your body, and this doesn't just, you know, lend itself to abortion. It just, you know... Um, it lends itself also to reproduction and and the apparatus that may prevent it, um, because that's what they were trying to rule out. Meaning you have no control once you're married. Your your body belongs to who at that point? The state? Exactly. Your husband? Like what, so, what? What are we actually saying? So how about this? So um, men who are married should be penalized for jerking off. That's basically an abortion. You're wasting your sperm, right? <laughs> I'm saying it's just as ridiculous. It's just as ridiculous. There are no yeah. laws, and nobody's even talking about any laws to govern to govern what a man can do with his body, with his sexuality. Nobody's thinking about that, unless, of course, it's something that men in power don't like, like like homosexuality or some some something like that. Then they're they're trying to have these stupid whatever. You know, it it. it I'm just. I'm just like at this point of like, you know, get to it, get, get to what you want to do. Just say it. Just, just, what is it y'all trying to do? Just, just you saw, did you see, did you see the actual um, court ruling where they, they, the clips that were going around and I wanted to pull the entire thing so I could watch it. But the idea that they didn't even let the gentleman make a motion and it was just kind of, Weird how they just had to wrap that up really quickly because they didn't want to hear anything. And you know, it, it's a we are the United States is is, is um, quite a mockery um, in the way we are doing things. Outsiders are looking at us laughing because it just looks real ridiculous at this point. Yeah. And and we have um and we, you want to know why we failed so many so many of our kids so so many of our youth involved in in watching what we do is because they're looking at it and it's just the transparency is not there and it's just a mockery it really is you know it really is and the idea that this could even go down in 2019 i'm not surprised 
But I'm also like, wow, it's still as blatant as it was in the 60s. It's just done differently. And now it's, it's you know, and now we see more of it. We have access to see it, you know. Right, right. It's, it's, it's crazy. My 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 wife watches the, this uh, this show called The Handmaid's Tale, and she's likening a lot of. Uh, oh, okay. I'm all right. Maybe ninety percent of the other people in the world that she's just informed me, but you know I don't um, watch a lot of the series television stuff that she does. But um, she likens it to that where um, ultimately women had no say in anything, you know. And I and I personally think that's because they know how powerful we are. If we all united, we could change a lot of things. Um, Absolutely, a bus is going to Alabama right now. I don't care where you're from. We should make we should get some buses and go down there and be like, what the hell? Like people should be making we should be making moves down there, like in droves. It's not a bad idea. Not, not a bad, bad idea, idea at all. Good morning. Why have we heard from, why? Why Why haven't we heard from more men on this subject? Why are the women? Yeah, why are the women are the only ones that I'm hearing complain? Why haven't we heard a man say it's this is disgusting? What what what's happening here? You know what? That's just like almost not everything else, but if it's not happening to you, if it doesn't affect you personally, then you know, and and you you're gonna start seeing some men come out and say things because they feel like they can benefit from it, and then there are some men who truly are concerned about this, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, you know, we it, need it's, to find some. you know what, I, I think, I think, I mean, I hate to say this, it's crazy, I know, but stop having sex with men, if they, you know, but Woo! then, you know, just, just stop, just stop, especially these men who feel this way, why are you, why are you giving them your body? Why are you sharing your body with them? Mm-hmm. I, you know, if there's a drought, maybe they'll think about it. I don't know. Um, Gina Proctor says, these rulings just continue to perpetuate the notion that women have no value. We have to come out strong in 2020. Now, Gina has a good point. And wasn't it in Alabama where the women voted and changed Red to blue? Yes. So there's a powerful force of black women in Alabama. And and there's a, a powerful, a even more powerful force of black women throughout this country. And Mo, you're absolutely right. The time has come. We got to get together and mobilize and and, you know, say that we're not with this, that, you know, okay, enough is enough. Are y'all still with me? Yes, we're with you. I can hear you now. Yes. Okay. So Alicia Moore says, I mean, I'm sorry, Alicia Patterson says, was Roy Moore, Alabama, and I believe it was. Am I going in and out on this? Can you can y'all hear me clearly, or do yes, I need I can to make it clear? Okay. Um, what about the people watching on Facebook Live? Can y'all see me? Hear me um, clearly? Just let me know. 
just um, type it in. Yeah, we hear you. No, we can't. And whatever. So that, it, and and I know it it's um, it seems crazy to say, you know, stop having sex with these dudes, but. Did somebody do a movie about that? The, the the repercussions of when we what happens when we hold out. Was that? Not the repercussions, but the power of it. The power in it. It really does rule the world, guys. So if we I didn't take a journey, we get it. You're going in and out, Jay. No, I didn't say anything because I was trying oh. to hear more. Oh, she said she um she corrected me. She said not the repercussions, but the power in holding out until we get things uh balanced. You know, the I, and we don't realize you know, basically the the bottom line, the power of the pussy is what she's saying, you know, um yeah, indirectly, exactly. you know. Um, just just holding out until we get some understanding because a lot of times, um the decisions made completely <laughs> are just undeniably crazy, you know, undeniably crazy. So, absolutely. So, you know, any men are out there um, that want to call in to weigh in on what you think and feel about this this Alabama decision made for the state of Alabama, please. Or if any women are online right now that want to speak specifically to that or have a male in their presence that may have an opinion about it. We'd love to hear it. Love, love, love to hear it. Exactly. Talk about Aisha Curry and talk about this shit. Yeah, for real. The the world is talking. We weren't. The world. We weren't. We weren't. Yeah, but people are like it's like it's a thing. Like it's something okay. political. All right. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. And it's not that important. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I can't, I, and I agree with you 100%. Mo, I, I can't get with. I don't understand why more people are not paying attention to what's going on politically in this country because it's going to affect everybody. And it's going to be, you know, don't be late to the, to the, to the game, to the, to the show, to the, you know, to the party. Don't be late. Don't sleep on this. You know, like now is the time. This is crucial. This is, this is outrageous. People, I don't understand where the outrage is. Yeah, and they're bordering states right around Alabama that are going to adopt it very slowly. And then what do you do? What do you do? Exactly. And 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 the idea that you're not affected by it because you don't live in these states immediately is outrageous. Because exactly. it, it can slowly creep. It can slowly creep. And if you have a situation, or any young girl has a situation, or perhaps just doesn't isn't ready and wants to take matters into their own own hands, um, they got to travel out of state. Ticket services. Yeah, and and with with the Alabama thing that they're trying to pass is if they find out that an a woman from Alabama went to a different state and had an abortion, she can be prosecuted. You know, my wife told me that, and and I didn't I didn't understand that or agree with it. How can you legally do that? You know what? I think what it is is that there, when you when you when you think of that, right? And and I'm just processing this in my brain right now because I've just been enraged and not really thinking about it. And when you're when you're angry, you're not really processing. 
right? But right. it sounds to me as though what the only way I can fathom that they think this makes any kind of sense is that you are taking property of the state of Alabama out of the state of Alabama, altering it, and then bringing it back. And they're trying to say that's a crime. Your body doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the state of Alabama for as long as you are a resident of that state as a female. So let me ask a question. Here's the caveat. Let me ask a question. You know, a lot of people have homes in many places. They have a home in Alabama. They can have a home in Florida. They can have a few homes. (laughs) How does that apply? Look. I ain't come up with this rule. I don't see how no, it I, know, I know, anyway. I know. I'm just, I'm just, but, I'm just saying how ridiculous that notion sounds to even put that I, out there. I know it's not law yet, and I know they're going to, you know, they've already ruled on some things for it. But the idea that this ridiculousness is on the table is probably one so, of the so, most thought out. Think of any other piece of property. This is the only way I can I can think that they may be thinking, right? So if you and I share a piece of property like Alabama and let's just say North Carolina, you have a home in Alabama, you have a home in North Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Alabama and North Carolina both then share this property. Mm-hmm. If you take the property to North Carolina and alter it, then Alabama has a right to sue you for that alteration, I guess, if it's a piece of property. If women are being seen or valued as no more than, than property. Remember, when, when they're talking about this rape thing, like if you're raped, you still have to have the baby. If you, you know, if, it doesn't matter if it's incest. Um, and if you are raped and, and you go to court, and if you have an all-male jury or these women that just go along with what these powerful white men say, sorry, I got to say it that way, but then you're going to say, no, there's no such thing. You shouldn't have been wearing a short skirt or shorts or you shouldn't have been outside or whatever the hell. You should have locked your door. <laughs> I don't know. You know, whatever. Um they, they they're gonna say there's no such thing as rape. Eventually, when a man wants to have basically. sex with you, too bad because you're, you're property, right? Basically, yeah. That, that that's the whole thing. And 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 when I when I was thinking about um this this notion of dictatorship, and and this is this is this is just what I was thinking last night. Like these white men in power are afraid that they're going to lose that ultimate power. And so they are willing to do whatever it takes to maintain power, to keep it so that generations of white males will always have that power. That means disempowering women, disempowering people of color, becoming a, a a dictatorship as opposed to a democracy because democracy in their eyes would be the could be the downfall of the powerful white male if the constitution is really held up if there's checks and balances 
So we know that Agent Orange wants to rule the country, wants everything, wants to do everything lawlessly, just it's all about me and my family, blah, blah, blah. If he has to answer to, the, to any of that, which is the checks and balances, then that, that stops him from doing that. Yeah. You know? Now you got all yeah, these he- women in Congress, in the House of Representatives, you know, women of color at that. You yep. know? Unless, of course, we all just start having a bunch of babies. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> yes. And and Alicia, you know, makes a, a good point that um, women were killing themselves with illegal abortions. And she asks, are we going back to that? And, um, you nope. know. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, because I'm going to say this is not going to pass and become the staple of laws in Alabama. I'm going to put out there that women are going to stomp this out and this ridiculousness. So, and, and I'm going to also say, put out there that if women are going to risk it, and, and if you do have a situation, you know, and you, your right to choose, you then we'll be able to go to another state um, and, and handle your business and come back accordingly. That's it. And, and let, the, let the chips fall where they may, um, and that's it. So I don't know how, you know, what they're going to do. Oh, I got put in jail for having an abortion? Right. Yeah, it's craziness. Right. It's, it's, just, it's just craziness. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I had to put that I had to put that out there. And um, that's just how, you know, I, 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 I paid more attention to things politically now than I ever have. And I just wish that I had been paying closer attention all along because things like this do not happen overnight. Um, And if there's anything that I can do to raise awareness, you know, I'm going to do that because this, this is a crucial time right now. So, um, and Mo, you're right about people getting on the bus. I don't know if she's still there. Pew, pew, pew. Um, (laughs) But um, you know, we it's it's time to mobilize. You know, so that's where I'm at with that. And and I don't see any men right now holding on or or anything like that. But you know, it I'll I'll post it somewhere that if. Uh, if there are any brothers paying attention, we really want to hear your opinions on this. So with that, with that, otherwise, how's your week been? My week's been pretty cool. That was the middle of the week, so to speak, and the end of the week wrapped up with watching an, uh, an abundance of, of children and, um, of uh, color walk across the campus of a historically black university, college, college university, and uh, receive degrees in their various disciplines, and that took it up again for me directly. I so that, that I, I love that. Shout out to Kalia Harris. Kalia Roberts-Harris. Shout out to Kalia Roberts-Harris for getting that good, good BS and making us all proud. 
Congratulations, congratulations. And um, you know what? I didn't congratulate you, Mo, on the new grandbaby. I did um, congratulate <laughs> Therese. But congratulations, more people to love. More and people more- to love. That's yeah. it. That's what babies represent to me, like future possibility and more people to love and to bring yes, love. Yes. It's hilarious to see these little babies with Mo's bobblehead. That's that's like <laughs> hilarious. Like the little bodies with her face. <laughs> yes. She keeps yes. shaking her head, but I'm gonna take the picture for you to post of it. <laughs> she keeps shaking oh, her I head. Oh, I gotta see it. I gotta see it. And I love looking at pictures of Mo's grandbabies because they all look like her in some kind of way. And um yeah. they're adorable and they have little Monifa faces. How could you go wrong? You know, absolutely. You have some strong genes, Mo. I know. I thought it was. I thought it was my baby daddy who had the strong genes. It turns out to be me too. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. She does look like her father through the pictures that I've seen. Your daughter, but her children look like you. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's funny because all her siblings look like they have the same mom. That's how strong his genes are. They all look wow. like they have share the same mother. Hmm. It's really interesting. And then yeah. her sister mom looking like me. <laughs> that is funny, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's how it goes. So you know what I want to do right now because I was waiting for Greg to call in, but yeah, um, I'm gonna have him. I'm gonna have him. I just shot him a text telling him to text me when he's um available. I know he's traveling a lot, wrapping things up, uh, for this festival. Um which I'll just say a quick blurb about. Um, it is officially sold out, and I was oh, having right. Greg pop one. Yeah, and it's going to be amazing, actually, this year. Um, we got a ton of wonderful things happening. This is the LGBT Arts and Culture Music Festival, and this year it is in sunny Cancun, Mexico, and we will also be going to Playa, uh, what's it, Playa, Playa Mujeres. I always say Isla Mujeres, but it's Playa Mujeres as well. So we're going to be doing excursions there as well. We have a whole lot of things in store. It is not your typical, typical festival. It is, um, it has some health and wellness. It has some spiritual aspects. It has a lot of things for the grown and sexy uh, connoisseur in mind. Um, And, you know, most of all, we call it a family um, reunion because it is for LGBT arts and culture, music festival, friends, family, and allies, which means, no, it's not the gay festival. However, it is LGBT sponsored and by and for us. But if you are a friend, family, or ally of the community, we celebrate you and we welcome you. And for those who have had the experience that come through, they are absolutely um, leaving and returning <laughs> um, for the fourth year, returning um, with that in mind. So um, you become part of the extended family. Uh, we're honoring a lot of our legends this year. We got um, Jody Watley coming through. We're going to love up on her for her um, mark in our community. We're also, um, we have uh, Kiki Palmer. We have uh, Frank Gatson. We have um, James Wright Chanel, we have T.S. Madison, some of our icons, and, and, and uh, you know, we're just going to do a whole, whole lot. We got Frenchie Davis, how can I forget Frenchie Davis, um, Love Bug, as I call her. So we got we got quite a few folks coming through to help celebrate and, and hold up and have a good time with this year. 
Well, it sounds like a stone blast, and congratulations for filling that up. And um, you two being the ambassadors is just a wonderful thing. It's encouraging, and, you know, it just sounds like a lot of fun. Not only fun, but um, sounds like a healing trip, too, on a lot of different levels. Very much so, yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. And um, before we bring on our special guest, I got to do this because otherwise, you know, what was the point if I don't do this? So let's do this. You are now at Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese, where sensory stimulation is always on the menu. Welcome to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese, where the music is always hot, buttered, warm, the conversation is served straight, and the love is poured unconditionally. I love them all. I can't, I can't Yeah. 
They're right there, so I just can't. Yes. I love that voice. I love that voice. I love that voice. Young Mo So, y'all, you know, know that I love me some some musical, some music and vocalists and instrumentalists and um, actors and actresses. I, I love to be entertained, right? And um, Mickey Braden is a person who's out of the Motor City, right? She's a... a yeah, she's from Detroit, and she does all of that. She's um, a musical genius, really, um, because I sat in the choir, and she had us doing all kinds of vocal Olympics and just changing songs that were sounding like this. Oh, and then all of a sudden, they was like, oh, pop, boom, 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 pop, boom, boom. I'm like, what happened to the, you know, but, yo, that's Mickey. She hey. just... Slaps it up, flips it, rubs it down. Oh, no. And then she's a composer. She's an instrumentalist. I don't know how many instruments she, she plays, but I've seen her play a few. She can sing. And yes, yes. You know, she's amazing vocally. And um, she's an actress. Um, and she has her own incomparable style. She's known for the one-woman show, The Devil's Music, which... I don't know if y'all seen it, Rez, or anybody listening, but if you've not I seen it. Not. Oh my God. Okay. This is a this is a done deal. Mickey, if you do it, when you do it again in New York, New Jersey, or even in Philly, let me know. I'm gonna try to drag them if they're not busy. Monifa and Torres to see this show. <laughs> oh my God. How could you not see it? Sure, oh my gosh. Sure. Okay, now I gotta go. Life goals. Okay. Um, the Devil's Music, and she's done many other plays, and she's known internationally for things that she's done. And also, <coughs> she excuse me, she wrote a song called I Am, which is the song known across the country as the national anthem for the Unity Fellowship Church movement. She's a friend of the show. She's a friend of mine. I love her to pieces. Mickey Brady. <laughs> Excuse me, I have to fire my butler. Fire <laughs> <laughs> your butler? <laughs> oh, Mickey, you know I love you. You know I love you. Love you too. Happy Saturday. Yeah, it is that, ain't it? It's a nice day. How you oh. doing? I'm good. I'm good, Mickey. How about yourself? Uh, I'll be good. I'll be good when all that stuff she talked about was getting me some real money, you know. Um, but other than that, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the thing. You know, being um, talented doesn't necessarily equate to being rich for some reason. Amen. It's crazy. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> because you have done some amazing, amazing things that, you know, I think that the talented, the, the people who really can sing, 
um, not just people that like to sing, because we all like to sing something, but the talented who make us feel when they sing, when they act, when they dance, when they write, when they play. I think the gift goes underappreciated. And for for some, there's those, there are those, obviously, who make fortunes, and they're not even really, some of them not even really all that. But I wouldn't take anything from them. I'm just... I'm just saying that. Um, look, this is what, yeah, this is what this is what I can do. You know, put a little shine on you, and go to your shows and support you. So if y'all listening, support the artists you love and who reflect you. You know, buy the CDs and go to the shows. I always want to put that out there. So I got a little emotional right there, Mick. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> You know, it really varies. You know, sometimes, the well, especially now, the people that are running the entertainment business basically want you to be able to do one thing and concentrate on that. And when you know how to do too many more things, um, they think you're spreading yourself too thin. It's not like the old days when, you know, you could be multi-talented and just do a lot of things. But, hey, you know what? I ain't going to stop. I'm going to keep doing what I do. That's it. How could you? You can't. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, I know why the cage birds sing. Cage bird got to sing. A bird got to sing. Bird mm-hmm. got to sing. It's double music, though. I want to hear about that. What's that about? <laughs> it's the <laughs> life and blues of Bessie Smith. Oh. Yeah, me and uh, Joe Brancato and Angelo Terra met for two years from 98 to 2000 to create this piece. And we debuted it at Joe's Theater in Stony Point, New York. And we've been doing it um, for almost 20 years now. And it's being licensed now for other people to do it. You know, but um, I, this is it, my absolute favorite show to do. It's just, it's fun and it's so me, it's scary. <laughs> yeah. I've I've actually seen it. I I don't even know how many times I've gone to see the show. And when for a short period of time I was managing an artist, and I brought her to see the show because I wanted her just to to have the experience of seeing what real artistry is about. You know, um, you remember when I brought Gloria there yeah. to check you out? You know, um, I've seen I'll. I would see it today if you were performing it today. You do such a great job. Um, what is it about this Bessie Smith though that um, you relate to so much? Bessie owned her own ass. That's basically it <laughs> in a nutshell. You know, she ran her shows. She choreographed. She wrote music. She traveled with everybody. You know, she gave work to people. It was amazing what she was doing in the uh, 20s and 30s. And mm-hmm. she was young and um, just amazing. Amazing talent. Belter. She, you know, I can't, I had to lower the keys mm. on the show because she could belt so high, you know, like a, a high or an octave above Steve uh, to the E-flat F. She could belt that thing after drinking a whole bottle of hooch. You know, I just, <laughs> 
And then she's doing five, six, seven shows a day, you know, when she's traveling, and it's just, what? <laughs> and Amazing. I just thought that she was, she was, even though she had her thing, you know, she loved to do what she did, which was everything, um, she just owned herself. That's what I love, and that's what I want to be able to do is just own myself and take care of me with what I do know how to do. Absolutely. Right. right. She's a powerhouse for sure. Oh, man. Yeah, she was amazing. So I noticed that you also, you know, have an affinity for Billie Holiday and, um, you know, a lot of those um, singers and artists from that era. What is it yeah. about those ladies that, you know, attracts you? At the time they were out, you know, the jazz was the dance music of the time. So they would, Billy would be comparable to, I hate to say, Amy Winehouse and, you know, people that would just, people think by destroying their lives. She was just living along the same uh, line that everybody else was. But their music, you felt it, you know. It wasn't only gospel music or spiritual music that you could feel. Uh, my friend Harold McKinney used to say that jazz was a secular spiritual. And hmm. you, I can shout in a jazz club even more often than shouting at church, you know, because the music is saying something when you hear certain musicians like James Carter and Kimberly Jackson in, in the Bay Area, if you're listening, I'm talking about you too. Um <laughs> It's just so, it's it's so soul stirring, and mm. that's what gets me. I I cannot deal with these two chord songs. <laughs> they the bridge is the same chords as the verse is the same chords as the chorus is the same chords as the bam. It goes nowhere, and so yes. that's what gets me because I love music that has just expression and soul and and love and hating all of it. You could feel it all. That's why I love them so. Do you play wow. any instruments? I play piano. I play upright bass. I play flute. Uh, I tried saxophone. I tried French horn. Um, and, main, and all that was like mostly in high school. And I realized that I did this so that when I started arranging for instruments, I knew what it felt like to play, so I knew how to write for them. So the, my nice. main three, my main four is piano, voice, bass, and flute. You said something very powerful, like a lot. I remember music in schools where they introduced children to actual live instruments and soundproof yes. boxes where you'd play and learn the actual instrument. They took that out of a lot of public schools. Yeah. And I think that's just like probably one of the most devastating things they could have done. Exactly. I totally agree. So they took art out. They didn't think that these are things that help people to move. But if you notice, there was not as much crime. There was people being able to release their creativity through their instruments or through their art or through writing. You know, we don't have that. The kids don't have that, at least not in our schools. Right, right. I remember uh, back in the day I ran a theater program um, in my high school um, while I was there and, and after I left. 
And mm-hmm. a lot of the dropout rate was cured because the yeah. kids would, that they would kick out, they would come after school and be hanging around the theater at, in the back. And so we gave them jobs to do, and then they re-enrolled in school. And, and it, you're absolutely right about that. Um, it's always been, our mm-hmm. therapy has always been very, very successful, you know, yes, proven is. successful. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what, Mickey, I want to, I, I tried to play it the last time you were on the show, and that's why I had to have you come back on again, because from my perspective, it didn't sound, it didn't come out clearly, mm. so I have to, I have to play um, you with James Carter singing Strange <laughs> You love that song. <laughs> you know what, first of all, I love the song, I am a Billie Holiday fan. And I'm a Mickey Braden fan, right? So <laughs> what you did with that song, though, as as I've heard Monifa say to other artists, your choices, just mm. out, just crazy. It was just crazy. And especially the the part where your voice is blaring and the horns are blaring. And I could just, you you talk about, music changing and and driving the emotion and the changes that it that it's just I, I think you guys did a wonderful wonderful job what was that like recording it that? was great I really loved being in the studio when we were doing that um there were a couple great arrangers for some of the songs and um see me and James call each other twins uh and we are like twin souls uh musically he I've known him musically since he was 15, but I went to kindergarten with his big sister before he was born. Wow. So he and I have known each other, and his family have known each other just about all our lives, you know, and we just connect musically like no other. And uh, one of the things that I really love about that arrangement is that end where it goes a little crazy. You can't tell my voice from his playing. Yeah, it just it it gets crazy. Yo, Raz, you mm. gotta listen to this. You gotta hear this. Oh, I, you know something I was going to say. I actually have heard it, and it it reminds me of um, Jimi Hendrix when he did the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, and same the kind of, Yeah, and and it has the same kind of vibe. Um, just that that powerful punch of just it just takes you on a ride. I really I I, I enjoyed it actually. Yeah, so, so let's do it again. Let's do it
way you redid it is so, so incredibly vast. Those horns are haunting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then when you think about the fact that it, it, it's actually going on, there's so many images that go across your 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 head, you know, go in your head. Was that was that background Betty saying, mm-hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, Mickey, 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 that's amazing. Amazing. And um I definitely gotta get you here in the basement. Cheryl would have a fit if I let anybody in here with looking like this. You know, I've been working on it for weeks and just looks the same. It just still looks the same. But I need to get you well, in here. Well, Scorpios, we got to have our stuff around us. That's it. That's it. That's we the thing. Only surrounding. Everything. Stepping over it, swallowing in it, swimming in it. We got to have it all around. Well, if you're with it, you know, come on, come on down you so know. we can do some things. I ain't got no problem. Yeah. <laughs> She'll come keep up there clean, make me some spinach dip, you know, and we cool. Well, you know, you know, I'm not the one that makes the spinach dip. We got to get that arranged. But, you know, she'll do it. She'll do it. And um, <laughs> ain't like you haven't been down here before. So, you know, you know what oh, it yeah. is. Anytime. Might be a little surprised with what it looks like right now, but nah, I wouldn't be. Trust me. <laughs> you know, you know how we do, Mick. You know how we do. Yeah, but I, that, know. I know. Yo, That's so why I don't have nobody at my house. <laughs> I hear you. So, so let me ask you. I, you know, I, I was saying to Therese earlier that um, this this system that that we're doing the show on, they caught up with me. I've been stretching the shows. So that they last longer, um, and when you listen to them later, the show could be like two hours and ten minutes, two hours and fifteen minutes. But now they're cutting it off at two two hours. So okay. yeah, so so we still have a good half an hour. But while the thought is in my brain, I would like to ask you to give mm-hmm. us a drop. For this show, now you've given us you've given me a drop before. Which of course is in Mickey style, but um, I, we need a new we need a new drop saying hi to Mickey Braden and what you're listening to brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. The other one you only have my name, so you could do it obviously however you want. Um, <laughs> now don't tell me that. Don't tell me. No, that. for real, yes, you do the chat. I know who yes, Please. <laughs> please. We, I know who you are. <laughs> do your thing, Mickey. Do your thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to actually, and and this counter down. I, I, counter down. <laughs> I thought. Well, were you you ready to do it now? Sure. Why not? I don't know Let's what do I'm gonna do, but I'll do something. Yeah. Just just give us two nice drops. <laughs> oh, you said nice thing. No, no, no. Nice, <laughs> nice. Jesus Christ. Nice as an authentic. Nice as an authentic yeah. drop. There you go. Make it do what it do, Mick. All right. <laughs> what, what, right now? Yeah, baby. Counter down. Counter down. Counter down. Counter down. All right. I'm going to give you uh, 
uh, a countdown. Here we go. Thank you. Three, two, one. Hey, where's Javon? Oh, she down in that basement again? Mm. Can't you ask Patsy that finished this? Come on. We're going to go down to the basement with Javon and see what's going on. Y'all listening to Javon and Therese in the basement. <laughs> okay, I got that one. I love it. Nice. I love it. <laughs> nice. Okay, Mick, you ready to give us another one? Uh, Sure. Okay, okay, okay. You ready? Okay. Give the countdown. Three, two, one. Well, you're listening to Javon at the Red in the Basement. Well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's dope. That Thank you so much. <laughs> that is dope. And so with that, with that, if I could find it real quick, where the heck is it? See, I'm I'm a little slow with my stuff, but I want to play another song that you did, a, a remake of um, another Billie Holiday song, and um, you blow me away on this one, too. So, here's Mickey Braden with Don't Explain. Ah, nice. Oh, wow.
Wow. Nice. <laughs> I forgot I gave you that. You know that has never been released. It's never been released? Uh-oh. You know who that Ooh. is, right? Ooh. That's straight ahead. When I was the founder and member of the group, the all-women's jazz band out of Detroit, that's Regina Carter on violin. Oh. Uh, Gaylin McKinney. Uh, Alina Moore and Marion Hayden on bass. Alina Moore on piano. That's a that's a one of a kind. Nice, nice. Yo, Mickey, quick question: Do you know of a percussionist by the name of Phyllis Bethel? No. Okay, I'm trying to find her, and uh, that just took me back to uh, the Blue Note, like after, like in the eighties, eighties, nine, early nineties, when uh, after the the artists finished the jam sessions that used to happen there. Mhm. Like you could actually go and just hang out there in this spot called also um, Gerald's in Queens. It was off, I think. Um, I think it was. Uh, what did I say? Cambria Heights. That's what it was. Okay. You, when I first moved to New York, you know they wouldn't let me sit in. I had to sneak on the stage. <laughs> Where? Really? Who knows? There was a no. There was a place in New York. I can't remember the name of it. Angry Squire. I think that was it. And they were doing a jam, and I uh, went and asked them if I could sing. They said no. So I was with two other people, a saxophone player. So what I did was I got up, I adjusted the mic, and then I grabbed it and started singing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then and then they didn't stop you, of course. Yeah. So, so Detroit is is just full of people with all this talent. It, it, Detroit has bred some of the most talented people. Growing up in that city with so many other talents, like what was that like for you? Like being that you love music so much. That was being- the most amazing thing that I, I, I am so glad that I was born and raised in Detroit to study the music. There was nothing 
nothing like it. The cats that were there, it was almost like almost every genre of music that you wanted to be a part of. You know, and I was part of the gospel scene uh, to a degree, playing in church. Then there was the jazz, which I love. I was a dancer with Clifford Fears. Um, I did rock and roll. I did uh, punk, uh, not punk, punk. I did a whole lot of punk. I love punk music. And that was the most amazing thing. It was music everywhere. I never had to worry about a gig. There was never not a place to go jam. I worked with some of the greatest uh, when I was a kid, uh, a teenager, in the early 20s. Uh, me and a few of the musicians who were the old heads now, we all grew up in the same environment together. Working with the Funk Brothers? Come on. Mm. <laughs> it was mm. amazing. Yeah. The lead singer to um, Brownstone, the group, uh, the group of the trio um, that came out in the 90s, I want to say, little early 90s, mm-hmm. Mo? Early, yeah, Nikki, Nikki Gilbert, Daniel. Oh, okay. I don't know out of Detroit, too. Yeah, she's, she's, uh, what's the lead singer to Brownstone, um, Nikki Gilbert Daniels, out of Detroit, too. Yeah, I'm mm. just thinking about some of our uh, 90s artists that came out, but the Funk Brothers, shoot, man. Oh, man, it was so much fun working with them. <laughs> they would tell me stories. It, it, I they couldn't believe some of the stuff. Responsible <laughs> for that Motown sound. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Did you what, ever have your own group, your own um, band that you toured with, or the, your own band? Well, um, I mainly worked in Detroit. I mean, I worked with different groups. There was a fantastic band named Midnight Sky that used to rule Detroit and I was their singer on occasion and they would always play my gig then I was the Funk Brothers um, vocalist so when Earl got the gig it was Earl Van Dyke and company when I got the gig it was Mickey Braden and friends so we would do it like that you know somebody got the gigs and your name became the top on the band uh, name so it was I loved it. <laughs> Didn't you do a Mickey Braden and Friends when you were in Brooklyn too? Uh, well, I had a troupe called the Pack, the Performance okay. Art Corral. Um, okay. I don't think I ever did a Mickey Braden and Friends, not recording anyway. And I had a, a comedy troupe called Dem Fools from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> When Are we you initially still? met, I'm, I'm not sure if you remember, when we initially met, you were singing then. I think you were doing solo stuff, but it was definitely jazz. I can't remember specifically what you were, what the moniker was, but I definitely know it was your name. I was trying to remember if I could yeah. I Yeah, I did a lot of gigs. Um, I was at Sheila's. That's where I started on right. the album, uh, Adelphi. And yep, then there yep. was the Royston's Rhythms that became, uh, that was over on uh, Lafayette. Lafayette, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did a whole lot of that. Yeah, I remember. Actually, one a great time to be living in Brooklyn. Oh, God, everybody was everywhere. Uh, Chris Rock lived in the neighborhood. Spike Lee was mm-hmm. down the street. Wesley Snipes. There were so Holly, many. Holly Berry, yeah, everybody was in Brooklyn around a certain point. Yeah. 
nothing to go out your house and just run into folks at the corner store, you know. And it was a great time around a a great community of artists that were populated in the area, you know. Yeah. In my time in Brooklyn. So I met a lot of amazing artists, a lot of amazing um, uh, musicians, jazz musicians. Yeah. Just hanging out in the park and just kind of, you know, vibing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. It was great. I miss that community in Brooklyn. I really do. Yeah, I do too. It's it's so different now. I've gone over there and I said, "Who are these people?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing. Unfortunately, and it's just uh, it's horrible. It's horrible to see, you know, the commercialism mm-hmm. because it's taken away the neighborhoods. Um, yeah, New York. But I remember for sure. I lived there at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was on yeah. a Delphi. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, we were introduced through Gina Breedlove at that time. Actually, Gina. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned her last week. That's what made me think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that <laughs> name came up in conversation. Um, talking about the Lion King, the first Sarabi. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Mickey, mm. are you working on anything now? Um, well, I've been asked to do another tour with Postmodern Jukebox. Uh, it'll be it'll be an East Coast tour this time instead of all around the country. Um, and I'm also trying to get into their Vegas residency. Um, hmm. I'm writing. Uh, what? Music. Uh, yeah, I'm writing. Well, even though I do plan on writing some more music, but I'm writing a play. I've got a couple things. I don't know if you remember my Christmas story that I have Christmas Eve about the sexy elf that comes yeah, and seduces me. And I'm writing a couple of things about a lady, matter of fact, that lived across the street from me uh, when I lived on South Portland. She would sit in her window and everybody passed by and she'd go, how you doing? <laughs> 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 so I based the character on her. So I'm trying to get that done. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm I'm trying to create me. Plus, oh yeah, uh, me and a friend of mine are planning on doing a YouTube show. Uh, her name oh. is Bonnie Forward. She, she's um, she's an acting coach. She used to coach the actors in um, Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, and she specializes in soap opera actors. But she and I met and became, like, best friends immediately. So we've been talking the last uh, couple weeks about producing a YouTube show. Nice. So that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Sounds groovy. Yeah, we think Make- about specializing on old folk, too. <laughs> on I old just, folk? I just started watching the, yeah, the, I just started watching the cool kids, and I just found out that it was canceled on Fox, and it's about seniors. David Allen Greer is in it, the guy that played uh, what I can't remember his name, from um, Will and Grace, the one, the little short uh, dude. It's funny as the Dickens. It's on Hulu right now. But, okay. you know, we're thinking about talking about, because, I mean, we've got all these fantastic performers that are 60, 65 and up, and they just think that they're supposed to put us uh, in Depends commercials and stuff, you know, we got to be able to do, <laughs> we got to be able to show them that you know we are still relevant. 
Oh, for sure. For sure. Wow, that that sounds groovy, man. So, (laughs) Mickey, if people want to follow you, how can they find you on social media right now? Well, I do have a fan page, Ms. Mickey Braden, Diva Out of Bounds. And I do have my regular page, but I'm running out of room. I think I have over 3,000 friends on that one. But uh, the fan page is unlimited. So I think I have over 6,000 there. So Ms. Mickey Braden, uh, Diva Out of Bounds. Uh, I did have a website, but I – excuse me? I, didn't I think you got some feedback. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm on Twitter at Ms. Mickey Diva. I think I'm on Instagram with the same name. Um, trying to get my website back together. Got to get with Professor Kim. And I'm I'm around. You can Google my name and you'll find stuff. I don't think the arrest record show, but you can find stuff on me. Cool. And what about you, Rez? You want to tell everybody how to find you and follow you? Oh, Kidoki, I'm Therese Michelle on all social media platforms, T-E-R-E-Z-M-Y-C-H-E-L-L-E, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right. And so, you know, I just want to thank everybody. And also for Monifa, who pops in and out. (laughs) Hey, how you doing, girl? Did she pop back in? She well, yeah, I, I'm closer to her where she said she's actually doing work, but she said, "Hey, Vicky." Okay, <laughs> so so Monifa is the Monifa or the Monifa, depending on you know where you're from, at the Monifa <laughs> on most platforms. And then, if you're truly a fan like I am of Monifas, then you will follow Monifa fans on all different platforms. So. Mm-hmm. She's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all of that. And we love her and appreciate her. We love you and appreciate you, Mickey, and you, of course, as the hostess, co-hostess with the mostest. And, you know, I I have to, for those um, Unity Fellowship people, I have to end the show with I Am. You know that, Mickey. Oh, well, thank you very much. It's that song that, you know, you got to sing at every Unity event. <laughs> at first you're like, okay, I know this song. Then before you know it, you're screaming, I am. Like, you just got to be, you got to sing it louder than everybody else. In the, I, I mean, I have to sing it louder than everybody else. So thank you for everything you do um, in sharing your talent with the world, Mick, you know. Thank you. People just don't understand, but you you are, you know, just amazing. Your talent, your gifts are amazing. I have a quick question for you, though. You okay. typed in supersonic lesbianic. <laughs> now, uh-huh. right? So so yeah. I know that that's a song that I wrote, and, and that's during the time that, what is it about that song that you like so much? <laughs> because The name. The name. name. <laughs> you are funny. Okay, I I love you. I just had to I just had to go there. But anyway, here's Mickey Braden with 
I am. We love you and everybody. Have a great blessed weekend. And thank y'all. It's okay to stand up for what you believe in because if you don't, you'll be falling for everybody's bullshit. Well. Been walking around, learning the sound.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. 
That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 